Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> and that's the truth, too. We have no idea where he is. Good morning, everyone. How are you? Kurt Heider sitting in for Rick Rydell on vacation. And uh, it's great to be here with you uh, this morning. It's dark. And it's <laughs> kind of dark. Yeah, it seems like we're <laughs> losing light, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Are we? That, why does that happen about this time every year? I don't know. Yeah. Ortega, how are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I, you know, you're driving in today. I, that, that's the first thing I noticed when I went outside. I thought... Wow, it's getting dark. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. Well, I know, which makes it a little bit harder to get up and <laughs> yeah, get moving, it does. doesn't it? I know. Yes, it does. So not often up at this hour of the morning, but happy to be with you uh, this morning. number of things that we'll talk about as the morning goes along after the 6 o'clock hour where we can dive into that HB 111 stuff with our oil taxes change once again. We can talk about... Um, um, uh, well, you know, all that stuff that happened on the weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's some stuff that happened. I, I think it was Friday or Thursday. Somebody shot a bear in Sitka. <clears throat> I guess that's probably not unusual, but it's unusual it makes a paper. Shot a bear in Sitka. I think that's where it was. Are they having bear issues as much as uh, we seem to oh, be I having? think the whole state does, more or less. Yeah. It, it ate his dog, so no. uh, he Whoa. had a right. Yeah. My goodness. I think it was a, a, a bear dog. <laughs> it's, it's a what? Uh, you know, it was some <laughs> Russian bear hound or something. Oh, like oh Russian. Yeah, okay, so the Russians yeah. had something to do with it again. He could see it from his doorway. Mm. You know, see his dog getting eaten, I guess. So he went out there and shot the dog. He's lucky they didn't arrest him. Now, that, that, bears, bears have rights. Well, it does raise the hackles, doesn't it? You and I were talking before we went on air about how the rights of bears in Muldoon seem to have multiplied <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Immensely. <laughs> yeah, my my rights have been curtailed and the bear's rights are expanding. Well, every time you step outside your doorway, I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to run into now, you right. know, as far as bears are concerned? And uh, you had a laundry list of things. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking about that last week. They, the Food and Game posted a, a little thing on my doorknob. Not just my doorknob, but everybody's doorknob. Because I saw it on my doorknob, I thought, "Oh my goodness, they're singling me out." Mm-hmm. But then I looked Either around. Either that, or my gas is being shut off. <laughs> yeah, one of the two, <laughs> two days' notice. So uh, you know, it, it had all the the same old stuff in there. You can't just keep your garbage outside. You have to put it in a shed or a or a building. So I'm thinking, I got to keep my garbage inside my house. Isn't that you know like unsanitary? It's un-American. It's, it's un-American, is. yeah, and all the all the other different stuff. You know, you can't have a bird feeder. Um, any any garbage that's stinky, you got to keep it in a freezer. So I got to take all my meat out of the freezer and store my garbage in the freezer. <laughs> in your house, yeah, all the garbage well, has I to be know. in the freezer in the house. E- either that, or, or buy a new. Freezer for the uh, for building, the yeah, for the building that I have to put up to store Every, my garbage. In. Everybody in Muldoon, the uh, the Home Depot is going to go through a big freezer sale right. now. <laughs> no, no, everybody in Muldoon has to have a freezer outside. Ace is the place. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it's right down, it's right there in Muldoon. Oh, they I probably gotcha. have bear problems there too. I would guess. 
man alive. Well, that really puts a big burden on homeowners in that area. Well, sure it does. Uh, you know, and most of us, uh, you know, if we didn't, if we didn't get that little notice on our doorknob, we wouldn't care. Hmm. When you know, when the bears go through the neighborhood, you just see people run out with their uh, phones and just start taking pictures. Does that kind of <laughs> ruffle the bears' feathers? Well, the bears seem to ignore it because they're just knocking over trash cans and eating. As long as nobody um. tries to take, you know, the. Uh, food wrappers out of their mouth, which it seems to be what they like to eat. That sounds like a bunch of delinquent bears. Yeah. I think you, there's a bunch of them that just kind of got together and said, hey, let's go uh, let's go mess with the people. And, and that's the thing. You don't know whether it's a little, you know, delinquent bear or, or if it's an actual predatory bear. Mm-hmm. You can't really tell because mm-hmm. I can't read bear minds. No. <laughs> I can't just, you know, put my finger to my <laughs> forehead and say, that bear is going to eat me. Or maul me, yeah, you know. Yeah. Some people can, though. Some, some people, people can. Some people have that. Uh, yeah, a lot of people in food and game can tell. <laughs> when did that start? I don't know. <laughs> I, I forget what they're actually called. Fish. Fish and game. Fish That's and game. right. But, Fish and game. Yeah, but you know what? It, your term is actually pretty accurate, too, especially now down on the Kenai. Yeah, exactly. Do you go down there for that? Not at all. No. I don't leave Anchorage anymore. No? How do you get your fish? How do I get my fish? People bring them to me. They just bring them? They bring them to me. Do they throw them on your doorstep or they put it in the freezer that's outside the door for the garbage? Well, usually they'll call or text first, yeah. you know, and they'll, they'll say, hey, just went and got, you know, 100 pounds of fish somewhere. Uh, you want a couple? Uh, sure. Come on, bring them by. You've got good friends. You no, know, people, uh, believe it or not, half the people who get fish in, in Anchorage don't fish at all. Yeah. You know, I don't know how much hooligan I have in my freezer, but I have old tub load. I don't know if that's good or not. I have never eaten any. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> that's why I can't store my garbage in my freezer oh, because like it's full of hooligans. too much hooligans. Yeah, it's, it's like cordwood. Oh, my gosh. If the end of the world comes, I think I could you now defrost them and use them to burn and make, you know, for warmth. Along with the rice that you have stored in the basement? Right, in the spam. You're good. Probably eat the spam, You're though. good. Oh, I know. Spam's fried up. That's with it. Some, some eggs. A little bit of mustard. Yeah. Spam. Yeah, that's good stuff. Mm-mm. I think we better take a break and come back and talk about something else. All right, we'll do. What's the appropriate time to establish music underneath you? Is it five to six seconds? Is that the industry standard now? I've been out of the industry. For I, a I think of it's years. like ten seconds. Ten seconds. Ten uh, seconds. Yeah. You'll be surprised how fast. Ten seconds goes by. Absolutely. Yeah. It used to be back in the day in radio where ten seconds was an eternity. You can almost run to the bathroom if you had a ten second ramp on your record. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I used to Especially love that. as you get older. I know. I used to love that when you want to play American Pie or uh, not in Agata Davida. I never worked at a station where you could play that. But, <laughs> no? But uh, you could uh, do that and run Stairway off. Stairway to heaven, yeah, free bird. Yeah, exactly. And go off and uh, you know do whatever you're going to do for a little while and then come back and just catch the end of the song and you yeah. and you're good. Exactly. And as yeah. long as you back time correctly to the top of the hour, your program director is happy with you and it's all good. Nobody ever knows. Nobody ever knows. Kurt Heider sitting in for uh, Rick here this morning. We'll get to your phone calls and such uh, after the uh, top of the hour when we dig into the really substantial stuff, but we take care of, you know, this and that leading up to the six o'clock hour and you know Ann Coulter is, right? Uh, yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah, sure. She's yeah. even called in the show once Seriously? or twice. Yeah. Yes. 
she uh, a political rabble rouser and so on and so forth. Well, she got into a little uh, to-do with Delta Airlines. She's upset with Delta Airlines because, if I read the story correctly, they switched her seat. I mean, imagine <laughs> that. Imagine that. Why would they do something like that? Especially to her. I know. Anyway, she had, um, like, like many of us who, who travel quite a bit, you know, we take a look at our reservations early ahead of time, manipulate it so we'd get the seats that we want. And she apparently had an exit row, whatever it was, um, that she had set up ahead of time. Well, um, because of uh, this or that, at the gate, they gave that seat to somebody else and put Anne in a different seat. Did not sit well with Ann. Boom. So what'd she do? Boom, boom, boom. Social media. <laughs> blow up, okay. blow up. Um, Nobody's happy with Delta, though. Anybody who flies with Delta, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But this is a little bit, you know, this is out there. Anyway, the uh, Delta gave her 30 bucks. <laughs> because that's, I guess, that's the the difference in the seats. (laughs) Yeah, you can't even buy a meal for your family for 30 bucks at McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. So Anne gets her her 30 bucks, and I don't know if that's going to appease her or not, but uh, yeah. I don't know. It might. You know, I've I've flown quite a bit here in the past few years, and seats get changed all the time. And if you go in there with a bad attitude, then you're going to have a bad flight. Yeah. You know, you have to kind of accept that sometimes these things are going to happen. And, um, but I've seen people, though, on flights, you know, they're stewing. They, I mean, you can see the smoke coming from their ears. Uh, why? Just because they got moved. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Over one or two seats. Uh, that sure. Th- this isn't what I had set up. And, and I can understand that. I can understand that. But on the same uh, token. Did she get like a middle seat? Is that what happened? Yeah, you know, I don't know if it was a, if say it was a middle seat or if it, it was a completely a different row, but uh, I think uh, when some people travel, uh, they they travel with this attitude that this is where I want to be and this is where I'm going to be, and then if they're a little bit further back, they have an issue with that. Yeah, I mean, I haven't flown in years. I, I'm not the kind of guy that flies around a lot, but the last time I flew, I, I had to sit in a, a, you know, there was one person on one side and another person on the other. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that big a guy. Mm-mm. I was squeezed into that seat. Yeah, you are svelte. I, well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but, uh, but definitely, I was, oh, I was I squeezed into that seat. And the, both those people, their, their elbows were touching me the whole time. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, how mm-hmm. close are we going to get? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, didn't there used to be a time when you flew that you you didn't actually have to touch the person next to you? Probably back in the day, or if you get first class. Oh, okay. You yeah, first class, that's yeah, it. That's the no-touching zone <laughs> okay. out there. You get these people. That's why they give you the liquor, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's see what Ken's up to this morning. Hello, Ken. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guy. Hey, just a traffic thing. They've got signs out saying it goes to one way on the Glen coming in. Uh-huh. It doesn't. So it's going down to a standstill for people to all merge into one lane, but... It's open. So oh, but there, there's, there's nothing going on? Are the cones squeezing you into one lane? Nope. There's nothing there at all. But there's signs <laughs> that just, say that you need to get to the next lane. 
Okay. And so it, it's dead open. I mean, there's not even anybody out there. So right. I don't know if somebody put it up as a prank or what. <laughs> anyway. All right. And, uh, you know, Rick, Rick likes to talk about the gas line all the time, but I, and I, was, I read an article on Oil Pro I wanted to, to, to share about. You know, they wanted to, they open, in Australia, they opened up their gas market to where they got it LNG and they, they put their market, their gas on the uh, world market and started exporting it. Well, the prices of people's energy there in Australia went through the roof because they sold their energy supply to other people. Mm-hmm. And that's another aspect besides the whole unaffordability and it, uh, that it's a boondoggle that's not going to be profitable either. So all it's going to do is, well, I don't know what it's going to do, but it's going to drive the cost of our fuel to the roof and uh, it's not going to make us any money to boot so it's just a uh, lose-lose on both sides of the aspect uh, you know the economics for that thing gotcha, and, gotcha. You, know, it, you can read you can read about it. it's pretty fascinating actually to see they did exactly what walker wants to do and it, it's been done and you can see how it hurt the people there in australia ken thank you so much for the call i appreciate it have a great day All right, see you later, and we'll be back after the top of the hour news. Rick Rydell Show. All right, here we go. Nine minutes after 6 o'clock here on a Monday morning, and a good morning to you, Kurt Heider, sitting in Rick's hot seat, and it does get warm in here. It does get warm in here, Bets, because it's the hottest show going in the mornings in Alaska, and a pleasure to be here. Apparently, I'm not the only pinch hitter here in the... uh, grand uh, scheme of things here. Uh, John Thompson's over in the traffic studio this morning. Good to hear his uh, voice and uh, I'll bop over there and yak with him for a little bit uh, a little bit later on to get his thoughts on things. But I'm more uh, interested right now on your thoughts on uh, on things. And and here's your, your way to, you know, let us know, let everybody know what you're thinking this morning. 522-0650. 522-0650. That's the number to call. And uh, we'll talk about anything you want to talk about, but uh, the hot topic this morning apparently is uh, HB 111 as the Alaska uh, legislature voted to cut oil and gas drilling subsidies from the budget. So the money that they're paying out, they're not going to pay out, I guess, uh, um, it's not not credits, it's... uh, They're trying to shore up the the financial situation, obviously, by by doing this because um, they used to uh, pay out what two hundred million a year to to oil companies to to help them out. Um, The other side of that coin is, of course, the industry is saying, "Oh my gosh, would you please get something in place and leave it there? (laughs) A little stability in this this joint." That's uh, that's what that's what they're saying. So yeah, but there is no stability. So it's not like they can pretend there's stability. What are they going to do? What what they did? It seems like all they did really right now is pull the rug out from uh, all the smaller companies that had been doing exploration. But a lot of these companies have found oil. They know the oil's there. They know where it is. So maybe uh, they could have done a two tier thing where if they're going to take it away, maybe give them. Uh, some sort of financial incentive to start drilling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that, um, you know, it's interesting because uh, this this whole thing, apparently, like you say, uh, it affects the smaller guys uh, more than it does uh, the larger guys. Uh, but still, it was, it, it's, you know, I, I can understand where they want to be able to count on something, you know, count on on these numbers. You know, this is the way it's going to be, so this is the way we'll deal with it. And now, out of um, HB 111, 
yeah, they've made this decision. It was a, what, an 18 to no vote on this. But they've also established a, a working group, if you will, that will continually re, uh, look, will look at it again later on. You know, hey, is it going okay? I, I don't know. Let's talk about it. Do we need to change it again? I don't know. We'll talk about it. And, and so it, it just seems like it goes on and on, and it's, <laughs> it's a tough deal. Warren, Warren, lend some clarity to all this. How are you this morning, Warren? Hey, very good. Thank you. It's nice to hear your voice again. Thank you. Thank you. Long time. Yeah. Yep. It's been a while. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, welcome to the show, Kurt. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. What What are your thoughts uh, today here on a Monday morning when thoughts uh, don't come easily? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a little early, but but that's that's Rick's show. We we like to get uh, the good stuff out early. So. Yep. You bet. You bet. What say you on HB 111? What do you think about all this? Uh, I, I was just trying to figure out what else was in HB 111. Uh, I, I know they eliminated the oil tax credit, mm-hmm. but uh, did they do anything else on 111? Uh, I just hadn't heard. Uh, so. You know, I believe, um, and, and I want to say, okay, so they took away the the, the money that they that they threw at the at the oil companies, and and I guess there's a uh, the the back door to all this is that they get some credits, um, and, and I'm not sure how it all works. I don't, you know, honestly, where I, I don't pay all that much attention to it. So bopping in here on a Monday morning and, and having this uh, on my lap, uh, I'm still uh, learning about this myself. So I'm counting on people like you to to help me learn a little bit oh, more okay. about this as well. well what what uh, my understanding of the tax credits were is uh, we offered incentives for the oil companies to come out and produce new oil, okay? Because mm-hmm. uh, the pipeline is only at 25% capacity. Right. So they said, hey, all you new companies, come on up here. Uh, if you find and produce some new oil, we'll, uh, we'll give you some nice tax credits. Right. So... There were three different companies I know of that actually did that. And then last year, the governor vetoed the money that was owed due to the tax credits. Okay. He said, yeah, we know we owe you $100 million, but uh, we're not going to pay you. So, right. Uh, one of the companies, Armstrong, uh, actually could take our pipeline from 25% full to almost 60% full overnight. And all they did was ask the government, uh, we'll we'll put it in the pipeline if you give us the tax credits that you owe us. And the governor says, heck no. (laughs) Yeah, did the governor governor say no because uh, he felt at that time that, uh, that we couldn't afford it or that everything was heading toward this day? It's... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. According to the governor, the, uh, Alaska is totally broke. Uh, were dried up, withered away, and gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would love to be broke with the, the money that we have in the bank. Yeah, well, you know, apparently <laughs> we have expenses, though, too. I mean, we've got that money in the bank, but we've got uh, expenses that uh, some people say haven't been chopped down uh, enough uh, as it is. So They haven't been chopped down at all, and he's been trying to add more to our expenses lately, and it's Mm-hmm. Someday we'll get a legislature and a governor both that will say, "Hey, enough is enough." Uh, you know, when I first got to the state, our budget was three hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah, that, that was it, and Alaska was doing just fine. Yeah, how long ago was that? Oh, thirty-seven years ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah, yes, now, yes. now we're at thirteen billion for, for the one and now they gotta add another couple billion for the uh for the uh, capital budget coming up which they haven't done yet yeah that's that's a whole nother thing isn't it you know they've been yeah. down there doing their thing and mm-hmm. at times <laughs> doing their uh, thing originally originally hb 111 was going to raise the uh taxes on the oil companies by another 15 percent and that's what I was just didn't hear anything about. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, do you ever wonder oh, when the uh, the breaking point uh, will come, where the oil companies take a look at the uh, at the at the climate here in Alaska and say, you know what, we're done. We can just do uh, a business in other countries. It's much more uh, favorable. It's much more. F- friendly to us in other countries let's just let's just be done in in alaska do you think that well, day is ever going to come it, it already passed okay uh th- this past year all that happened uh bp said hey uh we're going to sell our uh our biggest building in town mm-hmm. the bp building is up mm-hmm. for sale and and uh the oil companies laid off nine thousand people uh Armstrong says, hey, uh, you know, we got the oil, but it's, it's not economical to produce because you won't give us the money you owe us. And, and a couple other companies did that. Uh, so you, so this, this ball is already rolling, eh? Yeah, that, that ball is, is uh, and if the governor keeps pushing for the rest of his term, again, you know, he's big anti-oil. Uh, if if he keeps pushing that, then, you know, what already started rolling is, is just going to snowball. And, right. Right. Yeah. All right, Warren. Hey, I really appreciate your phone call this morning. Thanks so much for checking in with us. Oh, one, one quick thing. Yeah? Do you know, do you know there's no... <laughs> I love KEMI. It's just my most favorite station in the world. Even mm-hmm. when I'm out of town, I listen to it on iHeart. Mm-hmm. But on Sundays... There's no local news. On on Sundays? Yeah. I I went fishing yesterday uh, and went out to Montague Island, mm-hmm. and 
I, I knew the legislature quit at midnight, so Sunday morning I was trying to turn in at the top or the bottom of the hours uh, just to find out what was going on. And there was no local news all day Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Not one piece anywhere. Yeah. But, uh, well, so I'm glad you brought it up today because now I know what's going on. There you go. There you go. Warren, have a great day. You too. Okay, thanks. See ya. All right, Warren joining us this morning. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more on the Rick Rydell Radio Program. 24 minutes past 6 o'clock here on a Monday morning. Kurt Heider sitting in for Rick Rydell, talking a bit about uh, HB 111 passed during the uh, past weekend by the Alaska legislature. Um, That little backdoor thing that I was talking about, um, what do they get instead? Um, The uh, companies can claim tax deductions instead of the uh, cash although those deductions can only be applied once a project starts producing oil and therefore owes taxes. That's from the ADN cover story here this morning from uh, Nat Hers. And, uh, you know, I it just, again, I, as I was talking with uh, Warren a little bit earlier, it's like, uh, where's the breaking point? Where's the point where they just kind of throw in the towel? And that that's what I'm afraid of, is that they're just going to say, uh, enough. It costs too much to bring this gas or this uh, this oil, up, and um, it's it's not worth it. <laughs> you know what do you do? What do you do? Five two two zero six fifty. Give me a call. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this whole thing. Five two two zero six five zero. In addition to HB one eleven, the legislature still has to uh, talk about the uh, capital budget and get that thing passed. It seems odd that we're talking about what the legislature still has to do because uh, weren't they supposed to have this done like um, almost 200 days ago? (laughs) It seems that they had this deadline. We have to have all this work done by then because the voters said that the, that the deadline is here and, and, and that's it. Then that's all the time we have to get our work done. Well, next thing you know, it's making its way through the spring into the summer. And now as the silvers are starting to appear, my gosh, the, the work still isn't done. I mean, what, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We got to get this stuff done. It's supposed to be done. That's what the voters said. We are the voters. We are the people. 522-0650. Give us a call. Ortega, um, I know you guys have spent uh, an awful lot of time on this uh, over the past uh, a few weeks and such. You know, what are the folks saying uh, about this? That, that the politicians are just milking it. They're getting paid too much money. I don't know if they're getting paid anything, but they're, they're probably getting paid too much money because they're not getting the job done. And uh, well, I know that there's a lot of talk about the um, about the the per diem and, and such that these uh, right. they get for every day that they're not doing something but allegedly doing something. But not everybody's taking the per diem, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Sometimes I read on Facebook, I'm not taking per diem. So mm-hmm. I, I assume that some of them aren't aren't doing that. But, uh, you know, no matter what we're paying them, it's too much. Over and above. You Over know? and above. This whole thing about special session, I think they should rename it because I don't think it's very special if we have them all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it seemed like there were a lot less of them years ago. Maybe so. Maybe that's when they first named them special sessions. Very, very special. Because we have two or three special sessions every year, I think. Maybe more. Yeah. And then they they tabulate the cost for these things and into right. the, to you know now it's getting up into the almost millions of dollars right that that costs 
Well, yeah, I think that the, at, at the beginning when they're supposed to get the job done, they're really just playing politics. They're, you know, the one side saying this, the other side saying that, and they, they, you know, they're playing like chicken, you know, and then, and then they don't get anything done. And then they, then they come to the second special session where they actually, you know, try to make plans about getting something done. And then by the third session, they actually do something. And that's when we all realize we wish they hadn't done anything in the first place. <laughs> or that this conclusion that they came to could have been, could have been uh, right. done a long time ago. Why, why didn't they do that in the first special session when it would have cost us a lot less money? Right. Yeah, that political posturing, the, 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 poli- the game of politics is, is baffling. Yeah, the game of politics. Mm-hmm. There's the people who win and the dead people, just like Game of Thrones. Ooh, that was was that last night or the the latest uh, installment? Oh, I don't I don't know. I just I you know I that was one of those shows that I said to myself I'm never going to watch Game of Thrones. Never going to never going to watch it. About 2 weeks ago I'm at Fred Meyer's. $14 for the first season. Mm. I'm walking by it. I look and I think to myself, 14 bucks. Wow, that's mm. usually $40. Okay, I got to get it. <laughs> now I'm hooked. It's like a soap opera, man. You watch that first season and you're like, well, I got to know what happens now, especially to that little midget guy. Yeah. I know. He's a good, he's a good, he's a cool guy, isn't he? Does he live? I don't know. Well, you don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, I guess I got to get season two. Mm-hmm. How many seasons have there been? Or I, there? I don't know. I think it's a closed thing. I think the last season is season seven. Which and is that's, now. And that's happening now. Right. I think so. Something yeah. like that. And, and do they have come out with a new episode every week then or every month? No, how, how do no. they do that? It, it's one of, it's a, the, the new programming like Walking Dead or uh, Better Call Saul, that. There's, there's usually like maybe 11 episodes a year. And then they just spread those out? And, no, they, they have the 11 episodes. And then you're oh, you and then they start over again. Off. Yeah, no, then okay. you take six months off. They don't do repeats or anything like yeah, that. No, well, you could watch them on Netflix and all that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, hmm. yeah, but, but but we digress. <laughs> coming up on uh, on six thirty here, we'll take a break, and then uh, coming out of the break, uh, we'll take your phone calls at five two two zero six fifty about all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, stuff that you want to talk about. It doesn't have to be legislature uh, involved, but. Uh, it can be. Maybe it'll spark everybody to, to get up and call. Ross, we got you on line one, and we'll get you right after the break. It's 6.30. This is the Rick Rydell Radio Program here on News Radio 650 KENI. 39 minutes past 6 o'clock. That makes it, what, 21 ahead of 7? <laughs> Math at this time of the morning? Are you kidding me? Kurt Heider sitting in for Rick Rydell. Ross, Lynn, Paul, Ross is in first. We'll talk with Ross. Good morning, Ross. How are you? Good, good morning. Real fine this morning. Thanks for the call. Yeah. You know, on this, this oil decision yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, you know as, as probably most folks know, the state gets 77 cents out of every dollar, out of every uh, barrel of oil and profit, and the trade gets 33 cents. But, you know, 33 cents, 33% of nothing the price of oil now, when you consider operating costs and so forth, uh, equipment, all those things that come to running a business, isn't enough. The stunning thing is this. You know, the same folks that vote against oil, that hate big oil, are the same folks that want to go ahead and fund government with the uh, percent of market value coming off the permanent fund. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for oil, the permanent fund wouldn't even be here. Right. And so 
that that's just a, a, a conflict of logic in a way. And I would make one prognostication here. Sure. What they've done, they've neutered oil, no doubt about it. Armstrong, Repsol, the Kalis Fine, the Smith Bay, that they still have one more uh, with footprint well to drill. What's going to happen, I think, is they're going to cap those wells. Big oil is going to come in and buy those. They're going to sell them to big oil, and big oil can sit on it and weigh this out. And at their burn rate of what, what is it, $5 billion a year, $5, 6000000000 billion a year right now, I think it is, for the state, mm-hmm. with the CBR already gone, tell me, how are we going to fund government, <laughs> the large yes of government? It doesn't even add up on any level. I don't think it does anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, and, and it, to put it, and, and again, I don't follow this very closely, but in simplistic, very simplistic uh, uh, ways, it's, it's why are we hurting the folks that are helping us? <laughs> you know, and, right. and I don't know if I put it, you know, the, word, the wording isn't, isn't great there, but it's like, like you say, without oil, we're in a world of hurt, and why are we punishing those who are helping to get that oil out? I don't know. Yeah, yeah the bottom line, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. Mm-hmm. We all grew up hearing that quote, and <laughs> there we go again. Yeah. I appreciate taking the call, Chris. I really do. All right, Ross. And, uh, have a great yeah, day. Thank yep, yep, thanks, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Uh, Lynn's on line, too. Hi, Lynn. How are you? I'm fine. Good morning. Yep. Um, yeah, I watched the final debate on this, and it was the... Uh, legislature at its best, worst. Um, there was a. <clears throat> they got done with the committee meeting, and then they took about an hour, and they went into a session. This is on the House side. Mm-hmm. Uh, very little time to debate the issue. Um, and it was apparently predetermined that they were going to do this. Otherwise, they all wouldn't have flown to Juneau that afternoon, except for one of them. Sponsholz wasn't there. But y- you can see how this was is all being orchestrated in the back rooms and the deals are being made and that goes to our state legislator legislature exempting itself from state open meeting law that's got to end you know there are there are some provisions for personnel actions and whatnot which need to be done right you know in confidentiality but but they do everything behind closed doors and so what you're watching when they finally come to the public forum is a is a poorly acted high school play it's all been determined by somebody else and it, and it is really sad to, to watch our government try to function like that. And then the, one of the things they did is they put in all their requests for excusal for up through 2018, some of them. Yeah, I saw that. I saw part of that. I think I was uh, I tripped over the Senate um, the other day, and they were, they were doing that. They were all asking for, for days that are, that are months ahead. They're making sure that they, they get this block of time off. Well, if you had effective managers in the House and the Senate, you would the uh, House Speaker and the President of the Senate would say, "I'm not approving any of those until I find out how we're dealing with this capital budget." Mm-hmm. I'm going to need you here for that. You know, he, they, those two people, the House Speaker and the President of the Senate, could have said, "You're all going to stay here, and if nothing else, we're going to talk about the budget for next year. We're going to maybe prioritize the budgetary requirement for each region of Alaska." Maybe we're going to talk about what Alaska is going to look like in 10 or 20 years, given the reality of today. Mm-hmm. But, see, they've set up a system that allows them to just react and react on very short time because they, they want all the flexibility that they can possibly generate for themselves. 
But I think what they don't understand is they are working themselves, I like to use it, the analogy, they're working themselves into the neck of a funnel. And they're, and they're actually getting less and less latitude the longer they put off these critical decisions. And the big one is revenue. Yeah. Well, Lynn, let me ask you, what's the motivation for, for doing business that way? Um, I ask this because, uh, from again, a guy who doesn't follow this uh, real closely, but I, I look at that and I say, why would they do it that way? What, what, what's their motivation for, for being ineffective? Because if you don't do anything, you can't not have done something wrong. It's that simple. They're afraid of making mistakes? They're afraid of being held responsible. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> what they do, <clears throat> you look at the legislative statistics, and you can see them on the website. Hundreds and hundreds of bills have been introduced. They won't tell us the status of all that legislation. What they'll say is, here's what's been introduced and here's what's been passed. Well, passed is fine, but I'd like to know what's been defeated, what's been withdrawn by the sponsor, what's been merged with other legislation. So we can get a complete picture of what they're doing down there. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to do that. You know, and now they're and then of course and they have this standing caucus system where you must you must vote for the final budget regardless of, of its sustainability and you must vote on all procedural votes to quash the uh, minority. And and what they've done is they have completely broken this system. And I argue with Rick about this all the time because he says, well, if you think of anything better, I can think of something better, which is do what they're supposed to do under their own rules. Mm-hmm. But they're all, But that's the first thing they'll do, too, is that well, we're going to suspend the rules. You didn't pay any attention to them in the first place. Yeah. Or the, or the end of session rules and such. Oh, yeah, all of that stuff they go through. But it's all just a dance. Mm-hmm. And, and it really is frustrating. So I think just you know, people need to to give a real thought to any alternative at this next election um, and ask them some questions about if they're going to join a standing caucus that requires a vote for a budget regardless, regardless of its sustainability. Are they going to continue to want to exempt themselves from state open meeting law? Because what we have going on right now is heading us to a cliff. Yeah, but th- those are tough conversations, aren't they? I mean, yeah, those, they- and, and, and it runs into the thought of, how can I get elected or how can I get reelected? What should I say that would appease everyone to, to vote for me so I can get back there again, right? Well, yeah, and, and you know the five Fs that will keep you in office? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In Alaska forever. Hmm. Okay, faith. Mm-hmm. Firearms, fallopian tubes, free stuff, and fear. And if you can run your campaign around those five issues, you're in. You're good to go then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what they do. Oh man. Oh, it's a game I don't ever want to play, but Lynn, it sounds like you've got a pretty good handle on it. I really appreciate your phone call today. All right, you take care. All right, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. All right, it's uh, 647. Let's take a quick break, and we're back with more with the Rick Rydell Radio Program right after this. 653, seven minutes ahead of 7 o'clock here on News Radio 650 KENI. Kurt Heider sitting in for Rick Rydell talking about anything you want to talk about, really. Legislature's been uh, 
on our minds here this morning, and uh, we'll see what's on Paul's mind this morning as we go to line three. Hello, Paul. How are you? Hey, Kurt. Doing great. Thanks for asking. Well, thank you very much for uh, the phone call this morning. What say you? Well, let me try to be succinct. There's two things. I want to list the things we need to do, just 10 items real quick, and then tell you about uh, the White House published my request to send in. I'm trying to get some federal agents in here because of the corruption and not moving the Capitol. But before we get to that, here's what we need to do. You got a pencil? We need to move the Capitol to Anchorage right now. We're done. We need to change the recall process to by the will of the people only as opposed to four grounds, four legal grounds. Mm -hmm. We need to do term limits. We need to do uh, voter fraud in Juneau. We need to, I'm very concerned about the upcoming elections and voter fraud. And I'm serious about this. We need to seal the permanent fund and the dividends so that these thieves never, ever, ever get to it again. We need to define whose money that is rather than having somebody make 60 grand a year from the state and then belittle a little person because they get $1,200 a year. Mm-hmm. We need to end PERS and TERS, buy them out, but it's over, period. And the public employees unions need to go away right now. Let's see. Oh, and oh, by the way, we need to term limit public employees. I'm done with this, this whole nonsense. And finally, right now, the, the, I think the 10th one is in the taxes on the residential primary dwelling ownership. Uh, never again should we be taxed that home to pay a public employee's wages, period. Okay. Now, those are things we need to do the upcoming 2018 election. Every one of the House members, every single one of them are up for election. And half of the Senate... And outside of the heroines like like uh, Miss Wilson and Reinbold and Dunleavy, these people need their asses kicked. And speaking of asses, uh, I'd like to know what your rules are on uh, on on talking uh, rough language. Now the final <laughs> thing is this, and then I'll shut up here. Okay, Care, careful there, Paul. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I want to talk about that because I am. I'm thinking about signing up as a candidate, but I'm going to be X because I'm done. I don't own a weapon. There's a reason I don't. Okay, I was brought up around weapons, but the point is, I'm done with all this nice panting and broad talk. I, it's time to have a man's discussion. So I want to talk about that on the radio what the rules are for Mike. Now the final thing is this: I sent a letter. I sent I sent several, but I put together a sixty uh, uh, slide presentation to the to the city council to move our legislature as quickly as possible, capital, because four hundred and sixty thousand people live between Homer and Willow. Two thirds of the state live in a three hundred mile blue line section. Now, in doing that, they refuse to participate in getting our capital moved, which is just criminal, in my opinion, based on the fiduciary responsibility. Here's the thing. I sent off other letters to the Justice Department trying to get a federal team in here to look at what's happening because the, the, the corruption is now so deep and it's the worst kind that we see in a society which are circles of friends who are feeding off the tax money and that, that's the most the difficult kind to, to, to tear up, right? Mm-hmm. So what happened was this. I also sent off a letter to the President's Commission on Election Fraud and the next thing I didn't hear, this was like last month. And the next thing I knew, my phone's ringing and my email thing is going nuts. And I'm getting calls from all over the state. Anyway, what happened was the White House, I guess, just decided to just make public all the emails. Wow. And so they got my full email referring to the Capitol as the boo factor, the, how the corruption of the politicians has now gone off the edge and the little saying. So 
Anyway, the, the point, but the thing that amazed me the most was if you could hear some of the nasty calls I got. I mean, I'm talking about some nasty stuff. And, and some of the emails, I put a link in and sent this out to Rick. I uh, put a link to the direct site where they okay. published all these emails. Yeah. Um, Quickly yeah. wrap up, Paul. Sure. Anyway, some of them pretty nasty. The point is that it's time to take back Alaska. Any time that these people can stand up and steal 700,000 people's money and then the other people watch them and do it, it's time to arm up. I All right. It's time to lay it down. Gotcha. Hey, Paul, thanks so much. Appreciate it. <laughs> Got to take a break at the top. Mary Ed on the other side, Rick Rydell, radio program. Ten minutes past seven o'clock on News Radio 650 KENI. This is the Rick Rydell radio program. This is not Rick Rydell. This is Kurt Heider. Rick is on vacation this week. Happy to sit in the hot seat for him for the next uh, few days. And happy to take your phone calls at 522-0650-522-0650. Mary, if you are still there, God bless you. I uh, I didn't mean to, to keep you on hold that long, but we ran into the news. How are you, Mary? I am just fine. Thank you, Kurt. And welcome. Yeah, you're thanks, doing, thanks so much. You're doing a great job. <laughs> just trying um, to keep things moving along. Some news for people who are going to have surgery. Yes, you will have pain. No, you do not need oxycodone. I had a knee replaced. My surgeon told me he was going to give me oxycodone. Uh-huh. I said, don't bother. I won't take it. And so he, he did. He wrote out a prescription. I drew a great big black line through it and gave it to my pharmacist. And after five days of pure H, my knee stopped hurting that much. I can stand it. I went in for my three-week checkup, and my surgeon said, my God, you really do know your body. And he shook my hand. (laughs) You know, you don't need to take dangerous stuff. But, gosh, it hurts so much. (laughs) You know something? Get a grip. Yeah? Get a grip. Uh Uh-huh. No no, no aspirin, no ibuprofen, no acetaminophen, nothing? You didn't take any of that? I took some Aleve off the counter, yeah. and I found out from my pharmacist later that people over 60 should not take Aleve. I'm only 85. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, oh I did what I thought was the right thing. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, I see these people. They say that there's an epidemic. That is so sad. Well, you know, I, I completely understand how something like that uh, gets going in, in a person's life. Uh, a quick story from, uh, from back in the day. When I was in high school and, and my father was uh, undergoing cancer treatments, he got some of that really good stuff. I mean, it was, whoo. It was good stuff, and I had sprained an ankle or something like that, and 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 my dad gave me just a, a tiny portion of the pill. Okay, I mean, because uh-huh. you know, yeah, I'm a high school kid, I'm in pain. Dad, eh, eh, help me out. So he he gave me just a tiny portion of it, and oh, that's good. That good. That's good. My ankle did not hurt, and it's <laughs> like all. But but you know what? It, it's funny though, Mary, because I thought. I want some more of that tomorrow so my ankle doesn't hurt tomorrow, you know? Oh, 
yeah. And of course, there's no way my dad was going to give me any more than that. And, and so, and, and thankfully he did, he didn't, and, and that ended that. But I can see how that can become uh, something that, that just kind of becomes a regular routine. I need this to keep going. I need this to keep going. Why? Because it, it, it numbs the pain and, and such. But you're right. I mean, if you can grin and bear it anymore, I mean, same thing with my doctor now. You know, if, if I get some kind of a uh, of a painkiller for temp- temporary purposes, I try to get off that stuff as, as fast as I can. Take it yeah. maybe for a day or two, and that is it. Just because I know, I remember all the way back to the late 70s when I took that, and I remember that feeling of dread that, oh, maybe I've got that kind of, uh, of, of a personality that's uh, addictive, you know, that type of thing. And so, Yeah, um, it can happen, and it sneaks up on them. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I know it's not popular, but prayer helps. Yeah. Hey, tell me about this uh, this uh, knee replacement. It was a complete knee? It was a... <laughs> boy, was it ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, my knee was grinding. I sounded like I was grinding pebbles when so, I walked. So you, lie, you didn't have any cartilage left, eh? Evidently. All right. And uh, so I, I had an excellent surgeon, and, uh, oh, he was mad when I told him I wouldn't take any... Uh, um, because mm-hmm. I'd heard about it. Yeah. But uh, he shook my hand and gave me a hug three weeks later. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, I, the reason I ask is because I'm contemplating something like that, maybe a partial. I've had uh, a couple of friends have partial knee replacements and with great success. And they said, you know what, if you're thinking about it, don't put it off. Get it done exactly. as soon as soon as you can. Why? Because you'll just be glad you did. <laughs> because uh, living true. without knee pain is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Because the the uh, knee that he gave me has no pain, has total usage. I mean, I can walk, I can climb stairs, I can do anything I want to, yeah. except kneel on that knee. Right, and I'm right. I'm going to wish my luck. Yeah. But uh, you know, of course it hurts. But good <laughs> grief, I'm to. not a ninny. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome, Mary. Do you, anything else on your mind today? Oh, no, except that 85 is really not all that bad. I kind of like it. Well, you sound great. You sound great. Thank you so much for the phone call this morning. Appreciate it. You bet, and welcome. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Mary joining us 15 minutes after 7 o'clock here at News Radio 650 KENI. Let's go to Ed on line two. He's been waiting patiently as well. At least I think he's still there. Ed, you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Right on. How are you doing today? Right on. Doing great. Thanks so much for uh, being patient. Oh, uh, you know, we just want to give you a warm welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thank you. The legislature. Mm -hmm. uh, It's a disaster is what it is. It is. Um, It's a disaster for anybody that's in business. It's a disaster for any Alaskan that believes in property rights. Um, I don't, and property is cash, you know. Uh, Let's keep that in mind. Um, People earn it in check, and it was last year we had two felons. And that was the governor and the attorney general. And, of course, they aren't going to turn each other in. Um, and then this year we had 47 of them in the, that voted for the operating budget. So, you know, in the 49th state now, Kurt, we've about done about as much damage as possible with our elected officials. Um, it's time to, you know, turn, the, turn this thing over. And, you know, uh, Paul had a very good list. Yeah, you know, and I actually wrote down that as much as I could on that list. I'm going to go over it here in just a little bit, but I tried to get all the points he made. Yeah, as much as they can possibly 
you know, change, you know, if we could get half of that done, I think uh, we'd be really lucky citizens mm-hmm. of the state. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, by the consent of the governed, that's what this is all about. We're supposed to be by the consent of the governed. And if we don't make changes, um, then we're going to, you know, uh, inherit what they what they do. Yeah, we, uh, we, next year, I hope that they turn, you know, turn this whole thing around with uh, new elected officials. Um, well, let me let me ask you real quick here, Ed, and I think I, I asked the caller earlier too. What's the motivation for this? You know, what what what? Obviously, there's a lot of backlash, but uh, there doesn't seem to be uh, that much caring down there about the backlash. What's the motivation? Well, I think it's what uh, a caller before that, Warren, had mentioned. Yeah, Warren, uh, I think. Yeah, you're they, right. They seem, they seem to be really comfortable in their positions, and doing nothing is uh, better than doing something in their minds. Um, and, and we very seldom go after a legislator for not doing something. And people would have an argument on the other end of it, mm-hmm. that doing nothing uh, is good reason to get rid of them. Or uh, is that really better? So politics as it may be, um, you know, the only change we can make, unless we come up with a new law to hold them to their uh, honor, honoring their oath, because many of them are breaking their oath to uphold the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And uh, unless we can find some other law that will get them out of there before another election, that's all we can do. Yeah. We can hope that, that educated people will be up on what's going on, and uh, we replace these people. Well, see, and, and, and that's just what I was, that's just what popped into my mind is how do you educate the voters? How do you get enough of the educated voters to the polls to make the changes that need to be made? Well, um, you know, back in the day when my dad was alive, and uh, oh, by the way, he pushed for the uh, move to Capitol, hmm. and it was voted on to move it to Willow. Uh, I, I was around during that time, and my dad was a big advocate. Uh, and then when the dividend came along and they tried to take the dividend last time, dad was doing that. Really, it, we may have to do it by initiative or petition, or uh, we get enough people signing those. And the uh, sad part about it is, if you talk about it on the radio and you don't provide it for them and get them out on the, the desks of these or the counters of these businesses for people to see, um, they more than likely will not sign it. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Internet may help. Facebook may help. Uh, but I don't know if that's legitimate. You've got to have it in a paper form, for, apparently, for the government. Yeah. So. It's going to take an initiative drive. It's going to take some good-spirited Alaskans that believe in our Constitution, believe that we can generate revenue from our resources and not just oil, and uh, then maybe we'll get that capital move. Maybe we'll get revenue in the coffers and create. And I've been advocating, Kurt, and I'm sure Ortega could, you know, uh, testify to this. For two years, I've been calling in on a Rick Rydell show with what I call the Alaska Land Voucher Program. Let's all become owners in an owner state and instead of a worker in a worker state. And, uh, Kurt, you might be old enough to remember uh, Dr. Zhivago. Uh-huh. 
the movie. Oh yeah, uh, where where they get off on this tra- off this train and there's fighting all around them and this little little guy with a red star on his hat. Oh, isn't it wonderful? Workers in a worker state. <laughs> well, w- that's not us. Yeah, we're yeah. we're Americans and redistribution of wealth through taxation is their next step. So we got to be careful. We need to be owners in the owner state. Ed, and, uh, yeah, yeah that's absolutely. That's what it's going to take. All right. Ed, thank you so much. I really appreciate your phone call today. And thank you, Kurt. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Talk to you again soon. All right. Ed joining us here this morning. 21 minutes after 7 o'clock. We'll take a quick break. Back with more of your phone calls. Mike's on the other side of the break right after this. This is the Rick Rydell Radio Program on News Radio 650 KENI. Past seven o'clock on News Radio six fifty K E N I. Kurt Heider sitting in for Rick Rydell this morning, and Mike is on line one. Mike, thanks for waiting through the break. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm. I'm just, I was uh, been out of the state for a while, so I haven't been able to get on. I was just listening to Ed, and I got to have a little um, uh, reversal on his. Okay. The issue of not doing anything. I know, you know, the, if a bill is bad and it goes to committee and they stop it in committee, they vote no on it in committee, uh, and it doesn't get out of committee, so it doesn't get to the floor for a vote, that's, right. that's, in some people's mind, that's considered not doing anything. Well, actually, if the bill is not ready for prime time... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Time and it's a bad bill, we don't want it on the floor for a vote so that we can get people that we don't want them to vote, you know, that we know that they got the votes for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's one. The other one is, you know, there's, there's, two, there's two buttons they have on, that, uh, on their desk, yes or no. And no is just as powerful as yes. And, it, and it, when they say no on a, like when Shelly Hughes said no on the budget and she was removed from the caucus, and she knew she was going to be removed from the caucus, that took courage. And anybody that's voting no, that voted no on uh, SB 26, that took courage. So the no is just as important as it is as a yes. And so just because somebody says yes doesn't mean that they're good people and then it's a good bill. Uh-huh. So that, that aspect is, you know, it's, to me is something that we really, you know, we, we got, I, and I've seen guys, you know, I've heard him, people like Ed and other people are going, well, we need to recall them. Well, show me in the constitu- state constitution where you, you can recall somebody. You can't. Uh, now, you can recall them through a vote when it comes down time for, for the election. So they're immune from the time they get uh, elected until the time there, that their term no is up? Recall. There is no recall. On a, on a state legislature. Well, what if you have, uh, say, a legislator that's uh, pretty rogue, that's uh, that's out there? Well, that's that's like Gabriel Ledoux. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Let's talk rogue. Let's talk Gabriel Ledoux. Gabriel Ledoux was voted in by her district uh, of Republicans 
because she runs as a Republican. Okay. Well, she's not a Republican. She's a bleeding heart liberal socialist Democrat, period. But she has R at the end of her name. Now, what can be done and what should be done and what we did in, in uh, Air, uh, District 13 with uh, Kohler was District 13 said when it came down to the primary that they were not going to endorse, they were not going to support Kohler in any way, shape, or form. Right. So under, under the rules of the AARP, they do that, and now the AARP does not, rec- does not endorse the incumbent. So that's how we got George Rauscher in. So uh, the so what's to stop anybody from doing that, from just kind of, uh, you know, putting a label on themselves, but not really being th- th- that person? Well, uh, look, look, at your, look at your independence that you got down there. They ran as independents. They were Democrats. You uh-huh. got the independent that, ran, that was the head of the union. He's a Democrat. So they did what they had to do in order to get elected. Yeah, because if they know that they got D at the end of their name in a Republican district, they're not going to get elected because if they got R at the end of their name because there's uninformed voters sure. out there, unfortunately, even on the Republican side, that just see it R at the end of the name, they vote R. Okay, and a very simplistic thought here then, uh, wouldn't it be uh, what they stand for, what they what they vote for, what they what they come across as, as being would be the determining factors of whether or not you want to vote for them? Well, that's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But like I said, there are still the uninformed voter that just goes out there and votes because it's got an R or a D at the end of their name. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if, they, and if they've got the big bucks to have the radio ads to make them sound all pretty pretty, then, you know, they don't, and, and, a person, and if a person doesn't take the personal responsibility to research that individual, then they go out and vote it. For that person, that person turns into a Gabriel Ledoux or or a Paul Seaton or a, or a, a, a Suits, and they turn around and pull this stunt. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's on that voter. Now the deal is, yeah. Ledoux needs to be thrown out by her district. Suits needs to be thrown out by her district. Uh, Paul Seaton needs to be thrown out by, under their district. They can do that. Then they can bring in a, a primary vote, uh, endorse a primary person that's a solid Republican, solid conservative, and get those out of there. And, and represents their their uh, their thoughts uh, in the best way. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Very good. That's how that's how this has got to be done. But it's got to be done by being informed, getting out, and voting, and not understanding. Just because you got R at the end of their name doesn't mean Italy. Gotcha, Mike. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. 7:30 bye bye. Seven thirty on the Rick Rydell Radio Program. 39 minutes past 7 o'clock on the News Radio 650 KENI. Funny story. <laughs> At least we thought it was funny when it happened. This uh, song, and uh, uh, the answer is The Hair of the Dog, I believe. Is that what it is? We were a bunch of uh, kids. <laughs> In a car going out to a softball tournament out on this county road in rural Minnesota, and I mean it's it's it wasn't it's not funny, but it was funny because we were listening to this hair of the dog, and sure enough, we're going down this road, and there's this dog on the road far enough ahead of us where it's like ah that dog should probably get off the road. Yeah, you know what happened after that. I don't need to say anymore. So, and then, okay, now I can laugh because that was back in the 70s and that dog has been in heaven now for quite a long time. 
But uh, there's a saying in baseball and in softball, when you got runners on base, you know, you got ducks on the pond, you know, knock those ducks in. Well, that day it was dogs on the pond. All right. George has been waiting on line three. And uh, George, we appreciate your phone call today. How are you? I'm doing good in yourself. I'm uh, doing well. Thank you. You know, I'm beginning to you know, wonder when the Republicans are going to smarten up. And, and this is the deal with what's been going on here. I'm a lifetime Alaskan. Mm-hmm. You know, the good old days are the good old days. But the Republican Party has been infiltrated with uh, Democrats. Well, how did that happen? They've, in, they've intentionally done this to be able to draw votes away from, say, for instance, whatever the leading candidate is. You take in, in consideration the last mayoral's race here. You know, Dan Coffey was the front runner. He was a local kid. And uh, that Amy Dumbaus. I bet you she ap- he, he appreciates being called a kid. I know that. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> but, you know I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. out there, too, but mm-hmm. I'm still a kid. There but, you go. Uh, you know, the Dumbowski lady, I mean, they knew that Coffey was going to win against Berkowitz. And all she did is she threw her hat in the ring to draw votes away from it. When they realized it was going to be close, then they had Hal Crow throw his hat in the ring, which drew enough votes away from him, which enabled Berkowitz to cruise into this, uh, you know, mayorship. Yeah. So you so, didn't, you, you don't feel that uh, uh, Domboski or Hal Crow had any real uh, designs on, on on getting the office. It was just a, a ploy to 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 get Berkowitz in. Well, sure it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, take take a look at these things. Look at Mark Begich's run for mayor. The only way Mark Begich was able to win the mayorship here was because the assembly lowered the, the criteria for being a mayor. Right, right. Yeah, you know, so oh, we don't need to have a runoff. I mean, my God, I'm sitting there thinking about when we changed our elections to the spring, their reason behind it was because they couldn't put signs in the ground in the fall because the ground was frozen. <laughs> and what they wanted to do was get away from the state because they wanted to have less voters to control the assembly. Mm-hmm. Republicans need to wake up. If they really want to get smart, they'll start putting Republican people with it that are actually Republicans and put a D behind their name and start running against front candidates that are Democrats and so, pull votes away from them. So that's that's the solution to this whole thing? Well, it's not a solution. But the whole problem is is, is what, what people are missing. And it's just like Rick and I told him he needs to get off the fence. He claims to be a diehard uh, Republican. Uh-huh. And and when I listen to him speak sometimes, and I've told him he needs to be careful, he sounds pretty pretty darn liberal from time to time. Hmm. And uh, it, you can't have it both ways. You I can't? Mean, we're, we're, we're living in a state where they just passed this budget. This is not a sustainable budget. You cannot tax people enough money. Should all that revenue go away, that oil money, right. you cannot tax it. So you, the economy here would be devastated. Right. And so realistically, the only thing they can do is reduce the budget and get it down to a reasonable thing should everything fall apart. Because we all know, and I've told people this, the oil industry is going away. They're leaving the state of Alaska due to this last deal that they just passed Saturday to do away with their tax credits. And, and and it, it drives me up the wall because we're going to be right back to what was it Warren said earlier today, maybe a three hundred million dollar budget for the state. Mm-hmm. No, and 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 people who come on the ship here and have come here in their latter years and don't understand what's going on, you take a look at the five fifteen, the bar down there. Your current assembly said that they couldn't have that riffraff down there in the middle of the tourist district. Beans Cafe and all the social clubs are right over the hill but it's okay for politicians and people to open up a pot shop 
right on the same block that's going to bring those people right back into the tourist district. You people need to get a clue and figure out what's going on. I'm just, I'm just so floored with all this stuff, and I agree with Paul 100%. I hope you all have a nice day. Well, thank you so much, uh, George. Appreciate it. Hope to talk to you with you again soon. Bye. All right. Bye-bye now. 522-0650-522-0650. I've got some time to, to get you here on the program before the uh, top of the hour comes around. Uh, Rush is on the other side, of course, and he'll take you through the, uh, the rest of the morning and then in the afternoon, a more great talk. Mike coming up this afternoon as well, Procaro. Um, I was going over my list, and it's, he asked me to write it down, and I did when Paul called, <laughs> and I jotted it down as fast as I could. Number one, I had move the capital. I got that one. Number two, recall. And, and these are just quick notes, and so I didn't get um, the, the gist of it. So maybe Paul will call in tomorrow and we can go over this list again so I can get the rest of it. Uh, recall, and I believe it was uh, uh, redo the recall stuff, I think, something like that, to make it, to make it possible. Uh, number three, uh, term limits. Number four, voter fraud. Number five, seal the permanent fund in the dividend away from the legislature so they can't get after it. Um, number six, define whose money it is. Uh, I need clarification there because I just wrote it down so fast as he was talking. Seven, end the PERS and TERS. Eight, public employee term limits. I missed number nine, I think. And number uh, 10 was uh, end taxes, and I didn't get the complete thought on that too. So. Uh, I hope Paul will call back tomorrow, and then we can go over that list once again. Let's go back to the phone lines, and uh, Jim is on uh, line one. Jim, thanks for the call today. How are you? Hey, pretty good. Uh, well, I want to call. You know, you're talking about uh, diluting uh, the Republicans and the Democrats. Uh huh. Well, they're also doing it with the news here lately. I see they they have a program uh, where they call. You can call in. They give you three different news stories, and then you can call in to see which one you and and express to them which one you like. Uh, which one you like. What do you mean, like, which, which angle you like? Or yeah, do you, yeah. Okay. And then, we're, it, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're becoming, that's what they call democracy, where everybody gets out and shouts and yells. You know? yeah. But also there's a TV show coming on, and it, I first laugh, but I, when you think about it, it's not funny. It's called The Wisdom of the Crowd. And I remember in history, The Wisdom of the Crowd was in uh, witch, uh, the witch trials in Salem, Massachusetts. And one of the most recent ones was the one in... Uh, Carolina, where somebody they accused some college students of raping somebody, and that was the wisdom of the crowd. <laughs> so the serious—I mean, how can they even? How can you even say those two words together? There is no wisdom in any crowd. So, wisdom of the crowd. Wow. Uh, yeah, some sort of detective show, or maybe it's or a police show. Maybe it's supposed to be in the future, but yeah. it's where they have everybody in in the area or in the entire nation uh, call in their their information, their opinion, or I'm not sure, but I yeah. know the wisdom of the crowd, two words don't belong together. Sure, sure. Let me ask you real quick about this uh, infiltration thing, if you will, about the uh, Democrats getting into the Republicans and Republicans getting into the Democrats. Uh, how do you recognize that, and how do you put a stop to it? Oh, I don't know if you can stop it, because I remember a lady came on the radio, what you're, this particular program once, and said, no, she's going to join the Republican Party, and she's a Democrat. Uh -huh. But so, <laughs> You can't, uh, it, I always, I'm kind of old. Yeah, well, you know, so am I. It, isn't, it just seemed like the, the party platforms were what they were, and you supported them, and then you were, you could, uh, you know, go ahead and label yourself a Democrat if you supported that platform or a Republican in, in that platform. 
it just seems like the lines are so blurred now. Well, it's, it's, the, it's the, well, I call it the baby generation, and now they have their children and possibly grandchildren. Um, the ethics, that's a bad word for them. They, they don't believe in ethics. Yeah. They don't have any. It blows in the wind. That's one of our problems is there are, uh, since the 50s, you know, the kids that grew up, they, they just doesn't make any difference. Whatever is cool or smart or for that particular day, hour, or whatever. It's, Attention uh, spans are so much shorter now, well, aren't they? Don't they? Have a, they don't have, they don't think ahead. You know, if you, yeah. you can't, you better think ahead before you, like, like they say, they're trying to, you know, they're spending more money than they have. Well, how long can you think you can do that? You know, exactly. you'll be owned by some bank somewhere if you keep it up, and yeah. then maybe the banks in uh, other countries will own you. Yeah, got or it. Or own us, should I say. Yeah, yeah, ethics. They don't have any ethics, so I don't know what you can do about it. I think that actually that came from when you, when these, Quickly, Jim. Pardon? Quickly, I got, I'm oh. up against the okay, break. Okay, well, uh, uh, the THC, I think, scattered their thought process, and so they never matured or grew up. Otherwise, you would mature and know not to do certain things. Yeah. The THC uh. ruined their day. <laughs> Jim, thanks so much Bye. for your call. I really appreciate it. All right, up against the break here, 11 minutes ahead of 8 o'clock on News Radio 650 KENI. Six minutes ahead of eight o'clock here on News Radio 650 KENI. I think what was recalled this the death throes uh, in the last segment here is you know that's that's dark. That's awesome. Dwayne and then Amy. Dwayne, how are you today? Thanks so much for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah. Good morning. <clears throat> I'll, I'll try to dive into the, the throes of death here. Okay. Um, good so, luck. <laughs> the reason that. Uh, you know, first of all, let me just apologize for the actions of my representative, Paul Feeden. So uh, that is part of the reason. I mean, you can throw whatever word you went at, uh, want at it, unscrupulous, dishonest, uh, unethical, whatever adjective you want to use to describe uh, that sort of attitude that you would run as one thing and act as another. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one problem. In the old days, what we did to get rid of those kind of folks was we would go to the voting booth. Um, so there, that rises the second problem, trying to educate the voter. And that's an impossible situation now because uh, the education system has been very successful in reducing the cognitive skills of, of, of generations of people now, uh, for the most part. And secondly, because of our mobile apps and, and uh, mobile devices and social media, attention spans have been reduced to 144 characters or less. And so <clears throat> trying to put any historical reference in, you know, with future uh, projections is impossible. Um, and so we're kind of stuck with what we have um, until, uh, until it hits them in the pocketbook. Right, and, right. And uh, yeah, and that brings me to the last uh, uh, part of my topic is that mm-hmm. uh, moving capital. Uh, you know, we we uh, we have a lot more priorities right now than moving the capital. Moving the capital is not going to change anything that I just talked about. But we we have a shared priority on the top of the list. That shared priority is reducing deep taking deep cuts into the budget and increasing our production of oil. Right. Both of those could happen overnight. Right. And that would change our situation completely. Perfect. All right, Dwayne, thank you so much. I appreciate your phone call. Have a great day. Goodbye. All right. Uh, Amy, sorry. 
check in with us again tomorrow, okay? Appreciate it. Hey, this has been fun, and we're going to be uh, doing this all week long as uh, Rick enjoys his vacation. Uh, thank you much uh, for the phone calls and such, and uh, again, we'll see you again tomorrow morning. Um, Rush is coming up next. Hannity in the afternoon. Mike, and so on and so forth, all the great programs we have here on News Radio 650 KENI. I'm not going to apologize for anything because I am entertainment. <laughs> if not, if, if for nothing else in my own mind. See you tomorrow, everyone. Bye bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.